Welcome back. This portion of the program and the Bill Michaels Show brought to you by Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network, and they will be consumed this weekend. <laughs> yeah, boy. Looking forward to it. Um, so I believe, you know, you may disagree, but I believe that Aaron Rodgers had a hand in bringing Tom Clements back. I'm not talking just because they were friends and somebody said, hey, it might be a good idea to bring Tom Clements in. No, I think they went to Rodgers and said, hey, uh, Luke, gone. Nathaniel, gone. You know, what are you thinking? And so uh, I think Aaron said, you know, hey, I, I really have a great relationship with with Tom. And they said, okay, let's do that. I really believe he's coming back. I don't think this was a move to woo him back. I think this was a move he had a hand in. It just it makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. Because otherwise, I like I said, there's really not that much of a connection. I mean, everybody in the in the NFL world, in the coaching ranks, everybody knows somebody. Okay. There is no seven degrees of separation. There's like two. Okay. Um, it is such a small, close knit community. So it's not as if Matt LaFleur has never heard of Tom. It's not as if Matt LaFleur has probably never spoken to Tom or seen Tom or 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 studied Tom. You know, it's 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 not that. But in the age difference, in the coaching tree, uh it, it, there's not a lot of familiarity there. That's why I believe I firmly believe, and I I mean, some may think I'm wrong, but I firmly believe that this was, uh, you know, hey, Aaron, what do you think? And Aaron said, Tom Clements is the guy. And so they said, okay, let's go. Let's call Tom. And they went in and got him. That's what I believe. I really believe that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Now, here's a question. This is... uh, where, where the hell did it go? Where did it go? Okay, this is from Jeffrey. Jeffrey asked me a question. He said, let me ask you this. He said, my take, if we trade Love and he turns out better than average or even great and wins two to three Super Bowls, how many people will bitch about the general manager getting rid of him? I. That is like one of those way out there hypotheses. Two to three Super Bowls? First of all, you would have to really believe that Jordan Love would be the driving force in winning two to three Super Bowls. So, Jeffrey, my question to you is this. Do you believe right now that Jordan Love is capable of winning two to three Super Bowls? And I'm talking as a top-notch quarterback in the NFL. First of all, to ask that question, you, I think you're leaning towards, boy, we can't get rid of Jordan Love. He's great. Because great quarterbacks win Super Bowls. Maybe not Hall of Famers, but quarterbacks that, that have a different level. Now, there, is certain, there are certain quarterbacks that got there via a defense. And all they had to do was just, you know, manage a game. Okay, the first guy that comes to mind is Trent Dilfer, Joe Flacco, those guys. They played with tremendous defenses. Okay? I understand that. 
Hell, you can even say Eli Manning because his defense was fantastic. Both of them. Even though Eli Manning was a better than average quarterback. I would put Eli Manning almost there with Matthew Stafford in that same level of quarterback play. Good enough to get you there. Good enough to win. Good defense. Managed the game well. Didn't turn the ball over. Made a few big plays, but probably not Hall of Fame worthy. That type of quarterback. Okay? So you have to believe that Jordan Love is as good as, if not better than, Eli Manning and Matt Matt Stafford. There is, and I know it's a very small sample size, but there is nothing that has made me think. There's no flash that has made me go, wow, wow. Okay, didn't see that coming. This guy's got it. There's nothing. Even, and the argument was, well, in the game against Kansas City, he never took starters reps. Okay, that's fair enough. He's a year and a half into the system. Tell me then why Joe Burrow in his very first season under center. He got starters reps in the preseason and then went off and had a terrific rookie season. May have won rookie of the year had he not gone on down with a knee injury. Right? There's guys that have it and guys that don't. I just don't think Jordan Love does. And I'm now sitting back on the sidelines with my arms folded going, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. So we've seen good quarterbacks come in as rookies and play well. We've seen quarterbacks that have sat a year come in and play well that have had their opportunities. Jordan Love didn't take starters reps. Going into the Kansas City game, he got one week's worth, okay, and then he ends up uh, looking okay. I mean, it was nothing to write home about. All right, well, then after that, for nine straight weeks, he got starters reps because Aaron Rodgers did not practice because of the toe. Then he got the second half of the Detroit game. Was that impressive? No. No, it was not. So... I just don't think he's I don't think he's that guy. If you do, but it is what it is, but Ted says I do given the uh, same opportunity as Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I don't. I, I tell me um David says well he needs to play to prove you're wrong. Okay. How many Let me ask you this, David. How long does it take to prove me wrong or to prove me right? A season, two seasons, three seasons? I The amount of people that believe that Jordan Love is the real deal, tell me why. Tell me what, what has he done? What throw has he made? He made one throw in the preseason to Sternberger that was over the middle, and he dropped it in the bucket. One throw. The rest of the time, he didn't do anything. He has done nothing to impress me. Nothing. So for those that say he's got it, I would love to know what you're looking at. I've looked at a lot of quarterbacks. I've looked at everybody from Achilles Smith to David Klingler, Brian Brom, Graham Harrell. I've seen a lot of guys come into the league. There's been maybe two that I've looked at and went, okay, that cat's got it. Rodgers is one of them. I thought David Klingler could throw the ball, but I didn't think he was a savant. 
He was too slow. Scott Tolzien was the other, I assume? <laughs> right. Yeah, Scott Tolzien. And I'm talking about just seeing guys up close. I, they, I don't think he does. I just don't think he has it. I think it was a mistake, and it's, you know. Ted says they said the same of Brett Favre. Oh, come on. You're really comparing Jordan Love sitting on the sideline to Brett Favre. Come on. What the absolute hell are you smoking? Holy mackerel. No way. There's no way. He may throw all those interceptions, but no, no. Um, I I agree. Go look, go look what he did in college. He didn't light it up. And if you go back and I, what I looked at was the highlight reel, and throwing to guys that were already wide open. I'm not looking for him. I'm, I'm looking for him to throw into holes to guys that weren't open, to throw guys open. That's what I was looking for. I didn't see that. Saw it here and there, but not not, not consistently, not not that anticipatory throw. That I just I didn't see all of that. So anyway, I okay. Well, until he plays and proves me wrong, I'm gonna be right. That's it. But if you think that you need to get it rid of Aaron Rodgers to move on to Jordan Love to get to a winning end here, um, I think we're going back to the 80s. That's just my thought. But hopefully uh, hopefully I'm wrong, put it that way, if that's the direction the Packers decide to go. And I'll tell you this, here's the other thought. You didn't bring Tom Clements back to be the tutor for Jordan Love. If they believed Jordan Love was a real deal, they would not be pursuing in any way, shape, or form Aaron Rodgers. Right? If you know, if you know that Jordan loves the real deal, then you're already make you're already looking to trade Aaron Rodgers, right? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show and we are glad you're with us on this friday beautiful friday just windy windy and cold gonna start warming up over the weekend though maybe come monday we get to the entities of baseball back together and suddenly you got some real negotiations and we're gonna see players pitchers and catchers begin to report which would be fantastic and then we start to effort towards uh, the season come the end of march beginning of april april in the meantime the story continues to be uh, the fact that uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Willie or won't he, and then obviously Tom Clements is back and uh, joining us now on the hotline, our guy uh, Dave Schrader from WBAY-TV, Schrader WBAY on Twitter, joining us on the hotline. Dave, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing well. I mean, we're just kind of uh, waxing a lot about whether or not he will or will not return. I Now, this is my philosophy. This is what I believe. I believe that... When uh, Stenovich moves up, uh, Getze goes down to Chicago, Nathaniel Hackett goes to Denver, the coaching staff has had changes. They're saying, hey, who would you like to work with? I think they called Aaron, and Aaron said, you know, Tom Clements is my guy, and he's still sitting out there. 
because he really doesn't have a lot of ties to Matt, Matt, Matt LaFleur's staff. He's an older guy at 68 as opposed to the younger staff that Matt LaFleur has put together. I believe they called Aaron, and Aaron said Tom Clements would be the guy. And then they bring him in at maybe the uh, the, the reference from Aaron Rodgers. Do you feel that, or do you feel that this is a desperation move to say, please, please come back? Um, I think it's more towards the former. Um, I think they'd also be smart to do everything they can to entice Aaron to come back. So even if they didn't talk to him and say, who do you want? It doesn't take a genius to realize he's said a lot of respectful things about the tutelage he received from Tom Clements during press conferences this last year. So he has to look no further than what the quarterback said himself this year, even if he didn't ask him directly. You know that he has respect for Tom Clements and wouldn't mind having the guy around. So I take it a step further, and I said, uh, if I go back and reread the original on Super Bowl Sunday tweet from Adam Schefter that the Packers are prepared to go all in, I don't necessarily say it's got to make Aaron Rodgers the highest-paid player. What I think is is that it just means we're doing everything we can to kind of keep the band together. We're going to go all in. We we know we got a three- to four-year window uh, that we can possibly compete for Super Bowls. We're going to bring back Tom Clements. I just think that this is... Let's wrap our arms around the organization, do everything we can to put ourselves in a Super Bowl in the next three to four years and see if we can't win a couple of these things, right? Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Uh, Going all in is about spending the money to make him feel respected and just doing every little thing, cross every T, dot every I, do every little thing you can to entice him. You know, Because as you mentioned, I don't think it's just one more year that they'll have a chance. If they can convince him to come back and finish his career in Green Bay – He's talked to one about wanting to play into his 40s. He didn't say until 40. He said into his 40s. I think if you're able to lock him up, I, I might do even more than a two-year deal if I'm the Packers. Whatever works and whatever pushes out the void years and the fake money that would become due upon the end of the contract, whatever pushes that out further into the future when the salary cap will rise post-COVID with new TV money, that's what I do. If you can talk to Aaron and, and you can trust that both sides are on the same page, hey, let's do this till I'm done playing, why not make it a deal till he's 42 years old and put all the void years at the end of that? I uh, Now we set our sights, obviously, to Devontae Adams and some of the other Packers that are going to be do, do some money. But Devontae, you know, what is the most realistic number that I think this team could get Devontae back for? I know that they've talked about franchise tag at about $20 million. That the estimated the estimated value is about twenty six. There's been reports that he wants more than thirty. Give me your thoughts on Devontae Adams and the money. He made it very clear before uh, in training camp last year he is not taking a below market value. So if you want him back, the average annual value is going to have to be top receiver money in the league. The question is, do you count the extension Hopkins received in Arizona as top money? Because I believe that was a shorter deal extension and that got him for a lot of years of team control with only a couple of the years averaging that 29-30 range. So I would say you got to hash out what exactly is highest paid in the league look like, and then you got to do it because it's not going to be for less than that. Now, whether you can agree or not on what top paid in the league looks like might be uh, the minutiae we're dealing with, and then how to make it cap-friendly is also important. That was going to be my next question because I don't think you can just say, oh, by the way, it's $30 million a year. And because, again, it goes back to Aaron Rodgers. No, not for the cap hit. No, you can't do that. I mean, they're signing bonuses and all that kind of stuff. It's all about the guaranteed money. It doesn't matter how you slice it. It's just you got to put guaranteed money in his pocket at some point. So do you look at him and say four years, $120 million, $110 million, something like that? 
Yeah, and then the creative part comes in how you make it. You know, you could say we're signing you to a I'm just going to be ridiculous, a 25 year contract and give you like, oh, you want guarantees? Say these are just ridiculous numbers to illustrate a point. Like a hundred million dollar signing bonus on a 25 year contract. That would mean that you're only paying four million dollars in cap at each year for that hundred million that of money that would be up front. Of course. After you part ways with him, whenever the contract is null and void, be a trade, be a cut, be a release, be a retire for a player, then the rest of that yet-to-be-prorated signing bonus would come due. So it's a matter of how much future pain you're willing to endure with Rodgers and with Adams because you can give them whatever money you want to give them today. It's just a matter of how it counts on the cap and how much risk you're willing to take should injury happen, should early retirement happen, should something happen that we need to part ways, are we going to be totally screwed when that when that bill comes due? Um, I don't know. Because with the cap situation they have right now, if they want the players back, there's going to have to be a ton of void years on the end or ridiculously long length of a contract to begin with. So with Dave Schrader, WBAY up in uh, Green Bay. So uh, now we move on to some of the other question marks on this team. There's questions about Zedarius. There's questions about Devondre. There's questions about Jair, even Adrian Amos and some of the other guys. Give me a, give me your thoughts as to who do you, I mean, if you're going to attempt to keep the band together, you're trying to keep all of these guys together plus accentuate some of them. And I really believe you need another body or two next to Kenny Clark in the trenches. Yeah, I think the draft's going to be important this year because I think those guys are going to have to play. Because you're talking to Darius, the day after the season ended, he tweeted, thanks so much, Green Bay. He knows he's on his way out. I mean, his cap number says it right there. So I don't think there's a way to get him back because he's still young enough to want to get his. He doesn't feel happy, I don't think, still about how the captaincy vote went last year. I think uh, the Packers won't be able to keep his services as much as we like talking to Captain Z and watching him play. Amos, uh, he's a really good player, a very underrated player, also a fairly expensive player. I know not super, but you've got to cut millions of dollars somehow. And sadly, I don't think he'll be back. I don't think, but he's such a valuable part of this team that I think goes unnoticed. So you're going to lose some starters. There's no doubt about it, which is why Aaron said, I don't want to be part of a rebuild. Uh, GM Brian Goodikins and Russ Ball are going to have to do some sorcery to make it work and then convince him that what they did to make it work is not a rebuild. So I think that's the biggest hurdle. If it, you know, it can't look like a rebuild, but if you see guys leaving the club rather than staying with the club or key position, I mean like that Dean Lowry contract, as much as Dean Lowry had a bounce back season, you still need another body. You, you, you look at the teams that were in the postseason. And you look at the trenches where these guys were winning, and they have Kenny Clark. And Lowry had a nice season, but there's nothing to write home about. Lancaster's a work dog, but he's, there's nothing to write home about. You know, you got Rashawn Gary, you got Preston Smith. You would like to have Zadarius, but you need help alongside Kenny Clark, I believe. It's going to have to be the Devondre Campbell, Rasul Douglas, or rookie type of help. It's going to have to be dirt cheap. No one else wants him. Their trash is our treasure because we can find a way to make it work. Because you're not going to be able to pay for it. Yeah, you need help. Well, tough. It's going to have to be cheap help. You're going to have to hit a home run. Do you think that uh, the – how significantly do you think the – because right now on the offensive line, you're pretty well set, right? You're really losing a whole lot. No, you really wish Elton Jenkins hadn't torn his ACL, right? I mean, for this right. season as much as anything. What, what happened in the playoff loss to the Niners has to stick in Aaron Rodgers' mind that, hey – 
you know, I didn't have Bakhtiari and I didn't have Jenkins. If I had them, who knows what would have happened? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Second year in a row, the playoffs, they were not at full strength on the O-line or even as much full strength as they had hoped. It, that really stinks because the Packers have done a great job with the offensive line with Stenovich making things work, but it didn't work in the NFC title game loss to the Niners, and it didn't work in the divisional loss to the, to the Niners the next year. So, gosh, I sure hope Elton Jenkins' recovery is a lot more expeditious for the Packers than David Bakhtiari's was in terms of trying to get by with the bodies you have that aren't the Pro Bowl All-Pro caliber. You, uh, my sense is after reading that article and listening to what David Bakhtiari's had to say is that he'll be ready come training camp, right? I, if he weren't, I would be very, very concerned because they've sunk a lot of money into him. Remember, they gave him that extension, what, mid-season, right. six weeks before he went down injured. They need him to not just be ready, but 100% of what he used to be. Dave Schrader, WBAY-TV, joining us out of Green Bay. So I look at the last couple of years, you had a really staunch defensive, defensive front. Vita Vey, Dominican Sue, JPP, you had those guys win it for Tampa Bay. You saw what Aaron Donald, Von, Von Miller and company did just this past weekend in the Super Bowl this year. Do, do the Packers, again, it goes back to money, but do the Packers need this level of defense to really support Aaron Rodgers? Because I keep thinking when Rodgers won it, he had a very vocal leader in Charles Woodson over on the defensive side of the football. They haven't really had that. And, and Zadarius was that guy, but he didn't play, obviously. Do right. they need that guy? The vocal guy? I think the defense that we saw in the playoffs was championship-level defense. The special teams cost them, and the offense didn't do enough to give them margin for error with special teams. That defense, if it plays the way it did, in the playoffs is a championship-level defense. If the Packers' defense played that way and won, we would have been just talking about how great they were. They do it again in the NFC title game and the Super Bowl. We're talking about how dominant Kenny Clark is on the level of Aaron Donald. You know, a lot of these things are just sadly lost in the loss. The Packers' defense was amazing. And if they can play like that moving forward, not just in a playoff game, but put it together for a whole season in year two under Joe Barry, look out, because that defense was the best – I think the best defensive performance I've seen in a decade covering the Packers was that loss to the Niners. Sad as it is. What, They've shut out bad what teams you, like the Bills years ago and the Seahawks this year, but that was the mm-hmm. best I've seen the Packers play defense in 10 years. Yeah, I that I would agree with. Um, what do you think or when do you think you hear – because the, the Packers got to make a decision on Devontae uh, Devont, Devont Adams as to whether or not they're going to franchise him. One, how happy is he going to be after seeing Godwin go down with an injury? Uh, and lose his knee after being franchise tag because there was some talk about that as well. And then after that, how soon after that do you see Aaron Rodgers making his decision? I think Aaron makes his decision, and then the Packers get he and Rodgers the deal, maybe even like the same day. Like we're signing both of these, announcing both at the same time type of deal. Now maybe some of that leaks out with one or the other before it's official, but I think those are in lockstep. Because you're right, I don't think Devontae Adams is going to be happy at all on a franchise. And if Devontae's not happy, Aaron's not going to be happy with the arrangement. Aaron's going to want his guy taken care of if he's coming back. So I feel like you're going to have to do extensions with both to get either. Yeah, when do you think that happens? Or do we hear on the uh, McAfee show on Tuesday? Three the franchise tag deadline. Okay. Three days imagine. before the franchise. Yeah, I'm kind well, of thinking about the same thing. Yep, Dave. Oh, hey, real quick, our poll question: Will the Packers, if Rodgers leaves and the Packers kind of stay the same, do you think the Packers still win the North next year with Jordan Love? No, but they could sneak in with a seventh wild card spot. 
easier than ever to make the playoffs, and this division yeah. is not that tough. I don't yep. think they'd win it in the first year of Jordan Love. I didn't say they couldn't ever. I just don't think the first year. Rodgers didn't win the division his first year. Not his second year. It, not his third year. Isn't this, this, this you know, posturing that we're seeing publicly? What I say all along is sometimes it's what you don't hear that, that speaks loudly as well. And to me, all of this, Tom Clements saying we're going all in, we'll do whatever it takes. Doesn't this also, in essence, tell you Jordan Love's not the guy? They don't know that he's the guy, and perhaps they don't think so. But it's impossible to know based on limited sample size. My my colleague Chris Ross made a very good point to me. Before Aaron Rodgers ever started a game in the NFL, he played in 16 preseason games. Jordan Love had none his rookie year. He got injured in his first half of his first preseason game this year, and he only played, what, basically a half of one game, three-quarters of the Bills game, and then he had two starts in the NFL. So Aaron Rodgers uh, had so much more. It was the old, old CBA where you could have two-a-days, uh, quarterback, uh, college or university or whatever. Mike McCarthy called his quarterbacks tutelage. I think Aaron Rodgers had a lot more experience before he was ever asked to play the game. So you don't know what you're in love. It hasn't looked good, but you just don't know. Dave, good stuff. Enjoy the weekend, and we will talk again soon, okay? Sounds good, Bill. Thank you. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Uh, Dave Schrader, WBAY-TV in Green Bay, joining us for... The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.